0: Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is October 30th, and we're coming to you live from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always,
1: is my co-host and founder of Ryu Tokyo, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back, and thanks for listening to our show. This episode marks the thirtieth episode. Oh wow! Since we started this show six months ago, ah, and we have been recording and releasing the show every single week. So yeah, thanks so much to you guys, and we have a much bigger set of audience now than when we started. Yeah, definitely, it's kind of flown by, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Even though we've been so busy doing
0: it every week, but to think that we're on thirty already feels kind of crazy
1: (laughs) yeah and it's worth it right Mm -hmm, for Mm -hmm. sure and before we start talking about the news stories today i just want to share the news that we have recently updated the name of our media brand from Liu tokyo to japan insider so it'll be this week in japan presented by japan insider from now on Mm. there are a few reasons why we decided to change the name But the obvious one is that the new name, Japan Insider, is more recognizable for most English speakers. So if you want to check out the full breakdown of every episode of This Week in Japan so far, then head over to japaninsider.com. Yeah, we've also been getting some really lovely comments from all
0: our followers on Instagram and Facebook telling us that you've been listening to the podcast. So thank you very much. Um, But remember, if you want to send any questions or comments uh, to a place where we're probably definitely going to see it when you send it, then, uh, at Japan Insider on Twitter is probably the best place to find us. So, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the following big news stories Osaka City faces the possibility of being abolished. The new Demon Slayer movie shatters records and faces unique problems. A new model of bullet train is set to reach brand new speeds. And an idol group apologizes for a baseball game's disturbance with signed autographs. On this Sunday, November first, a controversial election is scheduled to determine whether the title of Osaka Shi or Osaka City will remain. Currently, Osaka Fu, which refers to the Osaka area as a prefecture, and Osaka Shi, which refers to the city of Osaka itself, are both in place and have separate facilities. Some local politicians think having two of these titles is redundant, and that Osaka Shi should be dropped. While the election is being referred to as the Osaka Metropolitan Plan if it passes to abolish Osaka City, it will not adopt a metropolitan suffix like Tokyo, but instead only keep the remaining prefecture title. The area of Osaka City would be split into four special wards. The governor of Osaka, Hirofumi Yoshimura, believes that this change could help better streamline the decision-making process in Osaka, since decisions would no longer need to be passed through two different administrations. Osaka is currently divided into 24 wards, However, each ward does not have the authority to set budgets. Also, currently, ward mayors cannot be elected, therefore making them unable to create their own policies. On the other hand, some politicians that are against the Osaka Metropolitan Plan warn that tax revenue would drop drastically, while costs would increase. I don't think I've ever said Osaka so many times in my life, Yasu. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bit of a complicated story, right? Mm, A bit bit technical, um, but interesting nonetheless. Mm. So Yasu, do you know a little bit
1: more about the history that's led up to this decision? Yeah, so this Osaka Metropolitan Plan or Osaka Tokoso in Japanese has been very controversial for years. Mm. And I know this is really confusing to many foreign listeners, but also Japanese people who live in Osaka, Mm -hmm. you know, local people. Uh, So let me share some context with you. There are 33 cities Including Osaka City in the Osaka Prefecture. Mm. Did you know that? No, <laughs> not that many. I mean, I've, I knew it was smaller cities, obviously. Right, but right. I didn't know the exact number. But uh, just like Tokyo To or mm. Tokyo Prefecture, sure. Tokyo Prefecture also has some like uh, minor cities, right? Sure. I mean, besides twenty-three
0: wards. Yeah, the twenty-three wards, and then like outside, like like uh, oh, actually, I recently moved to Musashino. shi Oh, really? Yeah. Kichijoji <laughs> Kichi is actually not in Tokyo. Oh, true, true. It's just like right on the edge. Ah. So I was living in Suginami, uh-huh. and it's like literally like a um, kilometer over the border. I now live in Musashino. So technically, I don't live in
1: Musashino City. Yeah, right? Musashino Shi. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, just like Tokyo, uh, Osaka's got like many different cities. Mm. But of course, the main one is the Osaka City, especially in terms of economics. Mm. Right? It's it's the single largest by far. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say it's a bit similar to the relationship between New York State and New York City, okay. Or you know, California State and the city of San Francisco. Sure. Anyway, because there's a huge overlap of work scopes between the Osaka City and the Osaka Prefecture, mm. the mayor of Osaka Shi and the governor of Osaka who have been like competing with each other historically. Okay. So there is a funny story. In the past, the mayor of Osaka City invested over $1 billion to build the tallest building in Osaka City. Mm. It's called the World Trade Center in Osaka, and it's 260 meters tall. Mm. Exactly. Then the governor of Osaka decided to build uh, something called Rinku Gate Tower, outside the Osaka City, mm. which is of two hundred sixteen point one meters. <laughs>
0: what a bastard?
1: <laughs> Just taller by point 0.1 meters. <laughs> but it's it's highly questionable, yeah, like yeah. whether that like point one meters or you know that, that, like such competition. It's very dubious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so unlike Tokyo, where the governor has a big authority to decide on what's necessary for Tokyo as mm. a whole, you know, for large projects that uh, involve both the Osaka City and the prefecture, they have been very inefficient. Sure. But now the governor uh, Yoshimura and the mayor Matsui. Uh, what's What's interesting about this is that uh, even the mayor of Osaka City. Mm is supporting this idea. Right. And because uh, Yoshimura and Matsui are from the same political uh, party. Okay. So they they share the same agenda. Sure, sure. And now, probably for the first time in the history of Osaka, you know, both the governor and the mayor are like collaborating, you know, working uh, Uh, together to make this change.
0: I see, I see. Mm,
1: I don't really know why but the most dominant party in Japan, LDP. Mm. You know, Abe, both Abe and Suga are from LDP, right? Mm. They are against this plan. Oh, really? Yeah, they are strongly opposing the plan. Interesting. But I I generally agree with the direction of LDP. Mm. But for this one, I kind of support Yoshimura and Matsui. Oh, okay. Yeah, but after doing a lot of research on this topic... You know, I'm not from Osaka, so I can't Mm. really uh, speak for them. But yeah, personally, I get the impression that what Governor Yoshimura and the Mayor Matsui say are correct. Mm. You know, I I think it helps uh, reduce the uh, inefficiencies or, you know, redundancies in the, you know, bureaucracies in Osaka. Yeah. I mean, Japanese bureaucracy is world famous, right,
0: for its... uh Lengthy processes. Is it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so so maybe judging by some of the reactions you've seen online from the locals in Osaka, Mm. uh, do you think this is actually going to pass or it's going to be
1: revoked? Yeah, that's a very difficult question, I would say. Hmm, right? I saw the recent poll, and it seems that slightly more people are against the change. Mm. But the difference was only by like point three percent or so. Ah, oh, so yeah, you know, really marginal. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: a difference like that can change at any moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Depending on, on the... which
1: you know company or organization conducted the survey, exactly, right? yeah, yeah, and, you know how many people you asked. Exactly, it's very mm. very giddy giddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's really
0: hard to say. Well, we do actually have some stats for our podcast. Yeah, soon. It turns out two percent of our listeners are actually in Osaka. Oh, so nice. All of you lovely Osakians, I don't know how I would refer to you in English. You, <laughs> Osaka-jin. Osaka-jin, but I want to say mm. it in English, right? Oh, yeah. Osakans. Osakans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. All you Osakans. Not bad. <laughs> like, a, like a Londoner or a New Yorker. <laughs> all you Osakans, uh, yeah, let us know mm. at Japan Insider on Twitter. Uh, how do you feel about this change? Mm-hmm, do you want it mm-hmm. to go ahead or do you want Osaka-shi to remain in mm-hmm. all its glory? Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Okay, so let's move on to our second story of the week. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba The Movie, Mugen Train, is shattering anime movie records and showing no signs of slowing down. The film has managed to take in over 10 billion yen, or $95 million, in its first 10 days, beating out Japan's previous record that was held by Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away, which took 25 days to reach the same milestone. The movie is also being eyed to overcome Spirited Away, as the highest-grossing animated movie in Japanese history. However, the Demon Slayer movie's popularity also brings with it unique problems in this coronavirus era. Under guidelines for operating with the coronavirus threat, theatres are not allowed to sell popcorn when at 100% capacity. This forces watchers to remove their masks to eat and becomes a distance liability in a packed theatre. Due to this rule, popcorn sellers are actually facing decreases in sales despite the massive success of the movie. Ironically, the more popular the movie is, the less likely popcorn companies are to have a chance to make sales. Furthermore, the number of counterfeit goods for Demon Slayer is becoming uncontrollable. Pirated anime sets that are being recommended on Amazon, counterfeit figures and toys, and homemade posters are just some of the many ways that counterfeiters are profiting. It's reported that, on average, around 20 cases of possible counterfeit goods are received from customs every year. But last month alone has seen over 100 related to Demon Slayer, so another Kimetsu no Yaiba story. Yasu. Yeah, it seems unescapable at the moment. It's a, it's a force to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that we've been discussing Kimetsu for the last few weeks, right? Mm. But it's not only us, but everyone, mm. everywhere you go in Japan today. You know, from like kindergarten kids to elderies. Sure, sure. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, I'm sure many of our listeners have watched uh, Spirited Away mm. from the, the Ghibli studio. Mm. And it took 25 days for it to cross $100 million. Mm. I mean, you know, depending on the, the exchange rate, but yeah, sure, roughly sure. $100 million, right? So, you know, the fact that uh, Demon Slayer only took 10 days means almost, you know, 3 times faster mm. than the most, you know, the single most successful uh, movie in Japan. Sure. Um I st- I mean I haven't seen it yet,
0: um but um I did actually go to the cinema uh on Saturday mm. for the first time
1: in a while. What did you watch? I saw a Tenet. Oh, so did I. I uh, did you Yeah, I-, I watched it last week. What did you think? I really enjoyed it, but like you need to keep focus for like two and a half hours. It's quite complicated, isn't it? <laughs> very, very. Yeah. And if you like uh, miss certain scenes, then, you know, like it, it doesn't make sense. You know? Yeah, the, yeah. It could be the whole thing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite tricky. But uh,
0: anyway, my, my point was that when, as I was going into to see Tenet, the amount of people that were going into see Demon Slayer was crazy,
1: mm. and they had this
0: like massive crate full of those special edition manga that you were talking about. Oh yeah, and yeah. just like dishing them out like crazy. And like, uh-huh. you know, when I went into my movie, there was oh, I don't know there was about two hundred seats in the in the screen, but mm. maybe there was about thirty people in there. It wasn't that busy, right? Um, mostly Japanese people, uh, from what I noticed. But yeah, I guess. Uh, the people in Tenet, that already seen Kimetsu like five times. So mm. they thought they should go and see a different movie
1: mm. <laughs> for a change. Yeah. So did you also like experience the same thing? Like, could you eat like popcorn uh, in the theater well, when yeah, you're this, watching Tenet? This was the most devastating part. Because the re- the reason why mm. I went to the, the cinema,
0: right? Mm. I wanted to see Tenet, but mm. it was actually my wife's birthday. Mm. So I, get, you know, I gave her full control of the day. I gave her a whole bunch of different options. Uh-huh. But one of her most favourite things in the world is Toho cinema popcorn. Yeah. And she hasn't eaten it since like February. Uh-huh. So she's like, she's like, I don't care what we watch. I just want to go and eat like a large bucket of popcorn. I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and then we got there and she really needed the toilet. So I was like, I'll go get the popcorn. You go to the toilet. So she was in the line for a while and I, yeah, I got to the counter. I asked the woman for the popcorn. She was like, oh, sorry, no popcorn. She gave me the whole explanation and I was like, oh shit. That's just like the day ruined. <laughs> so yeah, when my uh, wife came out, I was re- I really dreaded having to tell her. She was quite disappointed.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a you know serious problem. Right? Yeah, right. for sure. Because um, you know I, I always you know without an exception buy popcorn mm. uh, when I watch movies in the theater. And, you know, same as your wife, it's my favorite part. Mm. I always finish eating them in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Even yeah. before the movie starts. <laughs> yeah. <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, during the, the commercials and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's how much I enjoy popcorn. Yeah. But ironically, like for the guideline is set in a way that do not allow like any theaters. Mm. As long as the, the capacity, you're using the 100% capacity of mm. it. And I think that's pretty much because of uh, Kimetsu, you know. Mm. For the, the theatres that play Kimetsu, mm. the capacity is almost like 100%. Yeah, yeah. But even for movies that have a much lower turnout rates, mm. it doesn't matter. Like, they, they just, you know, don't allow any movies yeah, uh, yeah. at any theatres to bring in popcorn. During this whole ordeal, I came up with a, a brilliant invention.
0: Oh, yeah? It's basically just like, you get the popcorn bucket, but it comes with like a strap. Like a handle. Mm. And basically you strap the popcorn <laughs> you strap the, <laughs> <laughs> You strap the popcorn bucket to your face.
1: Mm.
0: So it's basically like a mask. And then when you want to eat, you just like you tip your head back and the mm. popcorn falls into your mouth. But the, the bucket, maybe it's more of like a face shape, it seals around your face. Uh, so you can eat popcorn mm. but you're not spreading germs when you eat it. But how h- how do you breathe? Oh, that's not important. (laughs) Yeah, that's my contribution to this whole pandemic. (laughs) Mountable popcorn uh, tools,
1: utensils. (laughs) Mm, As a serious popcorn fan. Mm. I'm rooting for you. Thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, so let's move on to our third story of the week. The newest Shinkansen being developed by JR East, dubbed the Alpha X, is said to be able to reach speeds of up to 400 kilometers per hour the model also boasts a the model also boasts a lengthy 22 meter long nose that will greatly reduce its air drag the alpha x performed a test run on the night of october 27th with select passengers and reporters on board during the voyage from sendai station to morioka station the train was able to easily hit over 380 kilometers per hour without any disturbance to the passengers one person on board remarked that, despite the high speed, his T in front of him was barely moving. This speed alone is already 60 kilometers an hour more than the current Hayabusa model. The current model will continue to undergo testing for noise and durability. A Hokkaido Shinkansen line in Sapporo is planned to be completed by the spring of 2031. So actually it wasn't many episodes ago we were talking about the maglev Shinkansen, right? Yeah. Um, And I feel like when I first saw this story, I kind of got it confused immediately. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking like, oh, wait, hang on. There's already like a much faster train. But this is like a regular Shinkansen. Yeah, exactly. Not a maglev.
1: Yeah, I was a bit confused too, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Isn't it maglev or, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We already have Shinkansen. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just um, referring to the new model Mm -hmm. of Shinkansen. So yeah, interesting that you mentioned. uh, Because if you compare... The speed of the Maglev train is supposed to be around like 600 kilometers Mm. an hour, which is about 380 miles per hour. Sure, yeah. So, you know, definitely Maglev trains are much faster Mm. than bullet trains. But then, you know, I I thought about what's what's the point of like building like new models Mm. for bullet trains. And it kind of makes sense Mm. because for Maglevs, they need to build special rails that Mm. are different than the uh, conventional rails. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so realistically speaking, I think uh, Maglevs trains wouldn't be able to cover a long distance, especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning. So uh, I think it'll be more useful uh, if they invest money into, uh, you know, like faster uh, bullet trains. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there must be already like thousands of kilometers of
0: rail already intact, right? Mm. So it sounds like all the improvements in speed from this new model just come from the design of the, the main carriage, the, yeah. the main, the, I guess the, the front train or the front car. I'm not really sure what you call it, mm. um, but they're saying, yeah, the new nose cone uh, or the the length of the nose, you know, 22 meters. <laughs> Which is crazy in itself, right? That's so, so long, right? Yeah, it's getting longer and longer. Yeah, but like, actually, when I read this news, all all I could think about was like a, a 22 meter long Shinkansen nose uh. with a tiny little face of Kenji on the, <laughs> on the front. <laughs> Hope he's not the latest model. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I mean, he already looked weird, but mm. with such a long nose, it would mm-hmm. look even stranger. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's interesting that, You know, Maglev being the cutting edge, you know, super fast technology, but, you know, with, with kind of tweaks to an already good design, Mm. some kind of minor design changes, Mm. they've managed to get the max speed to two thirds of Maglev, Mm. which is still pretty good, right? You know, if someone says like, oh, Maglev will take an hour or, you know, on the, uh, the the new version of Shinkansen, it'll take like an hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like what's the difference? You know, it's not. It's not really that big a difference, right?
1: Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, no one in Japan really complains about the speed of bullet trains, mm. do we? Exactly, right, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone saying, like, airplanes are flying at 1,000 kilometers an hour. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> why <laughs> bullet trains? You, you can do better. Yeah, you know? yeah, No one says that. True, yeah. I mean,
0: the only time that I've had to take a train instead of a plane was uh, once I was in Fukuoka visiting the, the in-laws. And uh, just the day when we were supposed to fly back to Tokyo, there was a a typhoon incoming. So it hadn't reached Fukuoka yet, but all the planes were cancelled. So we had to get a bullet train last minute. And Fukuoka to Tokyo, it's around five and a half, six hours. Mm. So that versus like a 40 minute or like an hour and a half. I can't remember how long it was, like an hour plane Mm. journey. That was unfavorable, but you right. know, but that yeah, was yeah. that was a different kind of situation because uh-huh. I was al- I was already expecting to take the plane. I'd already bought the ticket. Mm-hmm. I'd already geared myself up, thinking like, "Oh, I'll be back in Tokyo before lunchtime." But then mm-hmm. it ended up it took like all day, right? But if I knew I was going to take that journey, I'd be quite impressed that it only took six hours to travel mm-hmm. like the length of the country, basically, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, yeah, as you say, like Tokyo and Fukuoka are. Quite, you know, far apart. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would always, uh, you know, choose a plane mm-hmm. over a blood train. Yeah, so Japanese people didn't invent, like, trains. Mm. I think British people did, right? I think so. I believe so. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, mean, like steam They were steam, pretty steam hard train. hardcore into trains, yeah. So uh-huh.
0: I think that's correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Japanese people are good at, like, improving the current state of, like, products mm. in general. So look at cars, right? Mm. Uh, Americans uh, invented, uh, you know, automobiles. Mm. But now most Japanese car companies, such as like Toyota or Nissan, mm. are selling more than, you know, GM or Ford, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like very surprised mm. that they are uh, even like enhancing the, the speed of uh, bullet trains today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, in, in this day and age...
0: Things always need to go faster, like internet. Right, that's a good example. Because if you think about the way that the, the internet has changed the world, you know, data being able to be sent back and forth so quickly. But you know, in some of those instances where you do have to be somewhere in person, then you know, for some people, a matter of twenty or thirty minutes could be a big difference. Hmm. Or you know, maybe they're willing to pay more for that ticket. So in terms of the companies, it's work for them. It it makes sense financially to invest in the research because they can then recoup the money from selling like advanced tickets or you know higher price for this particular line or, or whatever they decide to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's interesting to see okay so let's finish up with our final and random news of the week The most popular male idol group from the company Johnny & Associates, Arashi, issued an apology on October 25th for disturbing the professional baseball game at Jingu Stadium next door to where they were performing. The idol group was performing live for a virtual concert to be broadcast to their fans. Despite having no real audience, Arashi put on an extravagant show with multiple firework displays, smoke and a large number of balloons, all of which disturbed the neighbouring baseball game on multiple occasions. The following day after their concert, an apology was sent out to both baseball teams. However, the strange items included from the group are gaining negative attention online. Included with the letters were a large amount of Western suites, as well as signed autographs of the members. Many online pointed out that the signed autographs were a strange and unnecessary addition to the apology. One comment said, isn't a written apology alone more than enough? So yeah, so you're a, imagine this, you're a fully grown man. You're a professional serious sports star and uh sports star yeah sports star sports player huh? and in the post you get a signed autograph picture of a very pretty idle man apologizing uh, for his uh his disturbance the previous night right how do you right. feel
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna sell this on Mercari. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Mercari. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I can sell it for you know a few hundred dollars. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's really funny. Uh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day like I can simply you know use my autograph to soothe like angry people, yeah. you know, hey, sorry, bro, you know, sorry for the top trouble. Like, here's my autograph. Yeah, look
0: how pretty I am. Mm. <laughs>
1: just, just take it. You yeah. Know? Just forget all your
0: worries, you know, <laughs> because I'm I'm gorgeous. Yeah, I'm a superstar, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What was the, do you know the actual place where they were holding the concert? Because it, it was next to Jingu Stadium, right? But I guess this must have been like another
1: outdoor arena. So the concert was held at the place called uh, Kunitachi Kyogijo mm. or Kunitachi Stadium. Mm. Yeah, which is uh, located right next to Jingu Baseball Stadium. Mm. And Jingu is basically a shortened form of Meiji Jingu. Mm. And y- you know what that is, right? Oh
0: yeah, the the shrine, right? Very Meiji famous. Shrine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but interestingly, like I don't know, like uh, what's the background? But this uh, Jingu Baseball Stadium Mm. is part of the the Meiji Shrine's property. Oh, they own it, actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's not, like, right next to each other. As you know, like, uh, Meiji Shrine is uh, in Harajuku. Yeah. Yeah, but this, um, you know, Jingu Baseball Stadium is Mm. in uh, Yoyogi. Yeah, I've I've never been there. But, yeah, they're obviously
0: both part of the same kind of Yoyogi Park area. Mm. It's interesting. So when I see, you know... Like Hatsumori, right? At the start of the year, everyone goes to the shrine. I see everyone throwing in their go-in coins. That must add up to quite a lot if they can afford to build
1: a, a baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. yeah. I mean, or maybe simply they had this land for a very long time. Possibly, yeah, yeah. But the money to build the stadium it would be cost a lot,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coins. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um. One thing that puzzled me about this story was that, you know, the people in the stadium, they weren't like cheering and stuff. There was no noise and they were distracted by fireworks. I don't know, because sports games are always kind of like rowdy and loud and, you know, everyone's getting excited. Hmm, so true. like, it feels like weird that they get bothered by fireworks
1: going off next door. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, right. yeah maybe it was also a matter of the wind direction hmm. and all the, the smokes just unfortunately... Kind of hit the baseball stadium. Could be, yeah.
0: But I don't know, last time I went to like a sports game, the noise in the stadium is like ridiculous. Like you can't hear anything <laughs> from people just shouting, right? I mean, mm. I, I know English people are a bit louder than Japanese people, <laughs> but you know, once you guys have had a few like high balls, you know, and you, you're you having a good day off, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying yourself. High and beers. Everybody knows that when you go to a baseball game, it's not really about the baseball, right? Mm. It's about getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, once someone's getting rowdy, shouting, you know, you're cheering for your favourite team or, you know, you, you start swearing when your team does badly or whatever. It's kind of like rowdy, right? It's it's mm. quite hard to hear. So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, maybe some smoke was blown in or, I don't know, maybe they had the, the, the sound in their stadium was turned up so loud that mm. it was like vibrating the seats or, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. It would have been interesting to actually be in that stadium. So at the very least, Arashi realised that they'd kind of caused some inconvenience. You know, and as he's very customary in Japan, you know, sending a small present as mm. a way of apology, you mm. know. Um, I mean, the present's a bit weird, but you know, if someone sent me a box of sweets and a photograph, then I'd probably throw the photograph in the bin. But I'd take the sweets, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe these, you know, these pro uh, baseball players, they need to watch their figure, right? They don't want to eat too much crap. So maybe that's not such a good present. They should have sent them some like sports supplements,
1: some creatine,
0: some uh, protein.
1: Well, you know, they they can give it to their friends or families. Right? True, true, and true. They can be happy. So yeah, I, yeah. I think sweets are fine, but the the autographs. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps uh, a touch unnecessary. <laughs> I really did want to see the reactions of those uh, baseball players when they did receive the gifts. You know, I'm, I'm sure some of them are really happy mm. because. Arashi is super popular. True, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the single most uh, popular idol group from the, you know, Big Johnny's agency. Mm. So but for those that are not into Arashi, mm. probably the, the majority of them. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. might have been confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that
0: wraps it up for all the news stories this episode. Now let's jump into the final segment of the show, Word of the Week.
1: So, as always, I'm going to introduce to you a new Japanese English word. It's not directly related to the news topics that we discussed today, but I I just remember this word by reading news articles this week. Mm. Okay, the word of the week is one man for one man. One man. Okay. Can you guess the meaning? Okay, so we
0: had a one one coin mm. and one chan. Mm. Now we have
1: one man. One man. Oh bloody hell. Okay. <laughs> and interestingly, for some reason, this this word one man. Um, it's the most like, traditional Japanese English word amongst oh, okay. all other, like one chan or what's the other one? Uh, one, one coin. One coin. Yeah. yeah. So one of the originals. One of the originals. Oh, yeah. okay. So even like, um, old people mm. know this word. One man. Okay. So I'll, I'll just, I'll exclude the obvious answer first.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, thinking of like a sports team, mm. you might, in English, you might say something like it's a one man show, mm-hmm. meaning like. The rest of the team is rubbish. Just one guy is really good. Mm, mm. So that's kind of my immediate thought. But mm.
1: one man—I mean, you're not too off. I mean, oh, really, you're, you're, yeah. It's it's close, but it's um in Japan. It's used in a specific way. Okay. Does it to, have to, a ne- does to, it have a negative connotation? It does. Okay, because it's very negative actually. Oh, okay.
0: So what I was gonna say was kind of the opposite of the english meaning so like Mm. it means that like if there's a good company or a team but like they have a bad performance is brought down by just one person Mm. but probably that's not correct
1: (laughs) yeah i mean like uh (laughs) yeah i always enjoy like um you know hearing your your guesses (laughs) and yeah many of them are good ones but I mean I, I think this is really hard. Uh yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't have think a clue. this one yeah <laughs> I, I think this one is especially hard to guess mm. the exact uh context. Okay. So uh Man in Japan uh mostly refers to a dictatorial like owner of a business. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So usually it's combined with the word Shacho. Mm. Shacho is like the president or CEO sure. of a company, right? Yeah. So we usually um, use it as like one-man shachou. I see, I see. So for example, when you're having a conversation with a Japanese person Mm. who's working in a restaurant, Mm. and he says, you know, I think what my boss is doing is wrong. Mm. We are selling some random low-quality meat as A5 Wagyu beef. (laughs) (laughs) Then you tell him, why not tell him, you know, why not tell him to stop it? Uh, then he goes, uh, or, you know, in English, our boss is one man. Uh, yeah. I see, implying I see. that he's a dictator. You yeah. Know? No
0: one can go against him. I see. I see. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. It's a very easy word to use, right? It's just like a, it's almost like an adjective, right? You're describing someone mm. it's like a, kind of like a noun. You're calling them a name, mm. but it, it describes a lot about them. Yeah. They're you know, perhaps pretty stubborn and, yeah, a kind of uh, aggressive against opposition to, mm-hmm. their, to their ideas, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oppressor.
1: Of, yeah, yeah. You know, they rule. Oppressive dictator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that I would say it's 90 to 95% negative. Yeah. There is also a slightly positive connotation, too. Mm. Because usually, in many cases, uh, the companies or businesses owned by uh, one-man Mansatios are performing well, like mm. at least financially. Okay, so maybe the employees or the staff are not very happy mm. working for the company. Sure, sure, but <laughs> because they kind of like um, exhibit the great leadership, mm. and there is no like inefficiency. Uh, you know, kind of like bureaucracies whatsoever. Sure. Their decision making are extremely fast. Mm. So it kind of implies the uh their competence as uh as business owners mm. too, you know. Yeah, yeah. But no one wants to work for uh companies that are you know <laughs> owned and managed by one man <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not only in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I understand. Are there any uh, like famous one-man show that you can think of? Um, in a way, not in a very negative way, but even like SoftBank, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mister Son, yeah, Son uh-huh. Son has the ultimate power to decide everything, mm. and you know now now they're a huge company, sure. huge conglomerate. So he has hired many uh, compton like executives. Mm. But especially in the early days, yeah, I know it was a he was a Shacho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was all about him, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Very nice.
1: <laughs> but at least you know his his company is hugely successful now. Mm. So you know it's a different level now. But I think many people uh, working for one-month Shacho in Japan mm. are not very happy about their working environment. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, easy to imagine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that's all for this week in Japan. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure that you're
1: subscribed for a new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to send us any comments or questions on Twitter at Japan Insider.
0: Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And remember, if you work in a restaurant and your boss is trying to pass off uh, low-grade meat as A5 Wagyu, and tell him he's a one-man shacho, and to sort out his act. (laughs) And we'll see you next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan.